Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, I tell you what, I don't know whether you've caught up with the state budget, but that's caused a bit of effect around the councils. With I have the, heard uh, a little bit about it, Rick. Them uh, wanting to charge to get rid of all this extra waste. Ah. And, and there's a lot of these... Tell uh, me more about it, please, Rick. Well, I tell you what, there's a number of these mayors... Yeah. ...who have got very... Oh, yeah. Those yeah, sort of mayors? Yeah, yeah. Or oh, wrong yeah. mayor. Most of them are running at Morfordville. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of them are getting pretty agitated about yep. the extra cost it's going to be, particularly since they claim that they've worked out their budgets for the following year. But the interesting one, I reckon, and it all feel, fits in, is uh, as outspoken as any of them is Glenn Doherty. And you may well ask, who is Glenn Doherty? Can I ask, who is Glenn Doherty? He is the Mayor of the Playford Council. Oh, wow. Okay, now, yeah. the big thing is that he is complaining about not only the increase in fees of the rubbish yep. concerning, but he's also complaining that their council is $140 million in debt. Well, I'm surprised it's only that amount. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's been some, there's been some coverage oh. in the papers uh, about uh, people inquiring as to how much revenue is being generated by, let's not beat around the bush, the Playford Tennis Centre, and yep. the unused multi-storey car park. Wow. That could be used for the people that play at the tennis centre. Correct. Well, if... it probably is being used for that, because <laughs> it hasn't been used, has it? Well, it hasn't been used. Well, yeah. near the courts, well, have they? No, very rarely. <laughs> very rarely. And it was very interesting. I heard an interview with Martin uh, Harasek, who is the manager of the Playford Tennis Centre. The what? The manager. Manager? Manager. Now, I mean, that would be an... an that would be a job I wouldn't mind. Well, it'd be an incredibly responsible job, I would have thought. <laughs> what, for bookings, well, would it be? Well, I would think above all that, because apart from anything else, he claims there's 400 members there. Now... Where would they be? Well, they're perhaps in the car park, locked well, in the car park. Well, they're not using the car park, it would seem. Oh, <laughs> oh. perhaps I'm getting a bit confused oh, here. Rick. Perhaps they're playing in the middle of the night when the car park's locked or something. I don't know. But uh, the, 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 the commentary has been, well, you know, if you build these amazing things and they're not used, mm. then no wonder you're 140 mil in debt. And of course. One of the other things, if I remember correctly, they were going to build a big ice arena, which they've, out, yes. they've now dropped that, I think. Uh, perhaps that after, was for the car park there somewhere, That's right. right. Yeah. I think that was going to be judged on the success of the tennis centre. <laughs> <laughs> there is too many people playing tennis to go skating, Well, I there suppose, is an alternative, of course. You could actually put some water over... The, the tennis, tennis courts, courts freeze the tennis and freeze court. them, and you might be able to have a double purpose <laughs> whammy. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is oh, it is. Wow. Quite, I mean, I think to be honest, we, we are having a bit of a go at it, and and it's very easy with hindsight to say that it has been, I think, fairly described as somewhat of a, a failure. There's a there's a, a sponsored tennis competition once a year, which you'd be right on top of. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a satellite yes, uh, tennis. Yes, yeah. and, and that basically yep. is it. And, yeah. and how 
how they can claim they've got 400 members. And it would be very interesting um, from these inquiries, uh, particularly there's a couple of blokes from Blakeview who seem to have a bit of a vested interest in uh, the council itself, yep. um, suggesting, you know, how much revenue is being collected. Well, the mm. answer would have to be judged on the numerous <laughs> occasions oh. that we drive past and everyone else. Well, I'm looking forward to driving home today because I just want to see on a beautiful sunny day here in Gawler, and it's got to be sunny down that Playford area Well, there. you'd think they'd be all over it, wouldn't you? You'd think they'd be yeah. just about chock-a-block full yeah. today, the courts. I think the thing is, and it's it, it's not meant to be disrespectful to the local residents, but a huge multi-tennis court centre like that has a, a lot better chance of succeeding in a different sort of socio-economic mm. environment. Mm. I mean, I, agree. I, I think you've only got to look at probably the lack of physical activity amongst not only adults but many younger people in that Playford Council area. And I'm not suggesting that Playford Council area is the only one uh, that would have this problem. That it's it's a pretty optimistic concept to, to involve yourself in such a large centre. Um, well, uh, while we're on the Playford, I, I think I did speak to you the other day Rick, about the, the bowls club, because mm. um, Manopara and Elizabeth combined, and as we know, the Manopara got burnt down the other yes, night. Yeah. Well, that sat idle for a year or two, 18 months, yeah. and that finally got burnt down by somebody. Yes. And Elizabeth, well, they, they it didn't really, it's like joining Tanunda and Uri. They didn't really want it, so they lost members. They Anyhow, the Playford Council said, right, we'll build a new one on the existing Elizabeth. So that all got... Uh, ripped apart, they put down a beautiful, and it's a beautiful complex, but the, the, the actual artificial turf it, it, that they put down was no good, Rick. Yes. If you, you don't play bowls, but it was, I, I was lucky enough to go and have a, uh, at, near their opening, have a bowl, but it was so slow, and being a really slow green is not very nice to bowl on, I'll right. tell you that now, and it was so slow, so they ripped it up now, just now, they put down another one, and uh, Lo and behold, I haven't, had, I haven't been a chance to go and have a, a bowl on it, but a friend of mine did. He said, guess what? Exactly the same. It's so <laughs> same slow problem. again. Well, there you go. And uh, apparently it cost the Playford Council a fair bit of money to send the old turf back. I think it's to Scotland. Right. And uh, they would have spent two or three million, I would say, in excess of doing that up and building a, you know. Well... Well, throw in that, the uh, tennis centre, the car park, no wonder they're 150 mil oh, uh, in yeah, the red. Absolutely. And, and we'll quickly, before we get off of the tennis centre, I mean, the thing that amazed me in, in Martin's uh, uh, claims in his interview is that, you know, we've got short-term goals in making it into a centre, uh, making it as busy as possible, attracting family and kids uh, and and school programs and school carnivals, etc. Well, the answer is, if those things were happening, we would physically see them driving yeah. past. Because in fact school is, times, you're well, going to have the school exactly. playing. And, you're not going to have them at... And so, so whether it's uh, lack of promotion or lack of direction, but uh, it seems to me that um, it is a magnificent facility yeah, sitting just absolutely stone and not used either. enough you yeah. know and that's that's our whole point is it it's not utilized enough is it and that's that's the end of the story oh, really i'm and not I, i'm i've got no problems yep. with the 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 facility the trouble mm. is it's not being used yes.
Yeah. It's like having your beautiful MG sitting in the garage and you never drive it. You <laughs> well, it's a bit like that then. <laughs> I might park it on the tennis court. That's right. <laughs> well, we'd better move on. Yep. Let's have a quick uh, analysis of Casey McElroy's uh, oh, suspension. The yeah. uh, yeah, did she get on, Reserve. Well, she, she went to the uh, Independent Tribunal and uh, her suspension was knocked down from six games to four. What do you think about that? No, I don't think much about that at all, Rick. I've got to admit, six it should have been. She was unregistered, uninsured. Yep. Didn't matter whether she's male or yep. female. I think we said that yep. last yep. program. I mean, the um, argument they've used now yeah, is that, no. it is that yeah, six game, because the women's comp is only yep. eight games or a short yep. season, that six games is disproportionately high compared with what it would be if a male had done the same thing. Well, you know, I maybe I'm cold and callous, but the fact is that everyone knew that she shouldn't have mm. played. Yep. And the, the reality is that any of the sort of heart-waving flags saying, oh, she's helping them out, there are evidently another 18 blokes that could have played in, in the position. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, as though no yeah. one was available. Yep. So uh, she had a week off from a netball uh, and, and you know, everybody surrounding that decision, as far as I'm concerned, is guilty. Um, and the only thing I could say is that the Pathway Reserves are pretty lucky they didn't get some points stopped. Well, yeah, I can't believe they didn't. No. You know? Anyway, um, so... But I did have to laugh because I did see her going into the tribunal and she walked in there like a movie star yeah. and she wouldn't talk to the cameras and, yeah. you know, I thought, oh, this is over the top. But well, it, I mean, that's the whole thing. To be honest, and it's not meant to be a sexist comment, if that had been a bloke unregistered, no one would have even known. But because And the happens, six weeks would have been... That's right. That's it. See uh, you later. But because um, uh, Casey happens to be a female, it's been disproportionate blown out of proportion. Mm. And we're even getting columnists in the advertiser writing that women should be entitled to play football. Well, I'm not going to have a debate here um, with her, and certainly I think you and I are on the same wavelength. But the, 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 the thing that when people say things like that, they obviously haven't had a great deal of experience because the, the reality is that men and women are equal but different. And mm. physiologically speaking, they simply aren't as strong. As you've said in your tennis... Yeah. Uh, there's probably 300 blokes who could beat Absolutely. Serena Williams. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And, and you know, when you look at, and it's a bit unfortunate, but when you look at a practice match for our beautiful Matildas mm -hmm. against a oh, Turkish yeah. under 15 yep. boys side, and they got beaten by them. So you can't, you, no. you know, that's why we have separate sport. Exactly right. And, and, and I end can't of story. Yeah. All um, right. Look, Rick. Uh, I heard about there was a treasurer at the footy club who was in a bit of strife. Well, yes. Tell yeah. me. Tell me more about well, it. Well, didn't you hear? No. The committee accused him of stealing. You're joking. No, stealing. We won't mention the footy club. Did he leave in a huff? No, he left in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> and while we're on the footy, what about Port Adelaide? What about Port Adelaide? Well, we might see Justin West off in a... Black and white Guernsey next year, after all. Well, it, I honestly think it probably... I think it's getting closer, Rick. Right? I think it is. And that's what's going to happen. He's going to come back and play with his brothers uh, yeah. for a year yeah. or I, two. I think, so. I think the amazing thing is that um, it probably is uh, uh, one of the 
Whether he makes a comeback, that's going to be interesting because it is a huge fall from being club mm. champion last year. Absolutely. And I think he was probably, and we'll see it um, Brownlow medal time, but he probably gets three votes in the first yep. game when he kicked the bag full yep. of goals. Certainly did. And to be honest, I reckon you've had more touches of the footy than he has since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> could be. But um, yeah. there has been, and yep. uh, I don't know, uh, and I think we've season. mentioned it a couple of times before, and whether it's, it's psychological or whether it's because Lysett's there, but it seems to me that ever since Paddy Ryder got his injury to his face, yep. he his body language has been very ordinary and his contribution has been as such as well. He has done nothing this year yeah. at all. It's interesting because when he first came over, when Loby was the, the, the bloke keeping poor yep. in the game, yep. all of a sudden he dropped the chewy or yeah. it seemed. And it, it almost seems as if, um, except oh, well, in I'm rare, no longer number one. That's right. Um, you know, I play as a number two. and It know. almost seems as if, except in rare occasions in the modern game of football, that two ruckmen do, no. doesn't seem to work. I mean, in theory, it should. I mean, Ryder should be resting in a leaning against the point post, well, taking scream. Absolutely, and I thought that's where we we're going to be able to use him. You know, with uh, Big Charlie out, yeah. I thought absolutely no problem there. We've got Ryder; he'll sit there and kick a bit. Well, yeah. he's hardly touched that ball down mm. there. So it is interesting. It'll be interesting to follow uh, the others. Uh, how Pepper, well, yeah, I think... Disposal's his problem, well, isn't that, Rick? Is. I mean, I can't believe that a bloke who can win the ball, uh, you know, as often as he does, yep. and and no one's and taught him how to kick up. it. Yeah. I yep. mean, there is no mu there's not much point winning the ball, getting possession, if you hand it straight back to the opposition with bad kicking or yeah, bad handballing. No, that's exactly right. And it's almost as if the, the, the way he plays the game, that he's so forceful and bullet against mm. stuff, that it doesn't, he has no ability to take that split second yep. to balance. Just to settle. That's and, right. Yep. And and yep. and foot by foot or hand, yep. make sure the ball goes to where it's yeah, meant to go. He makes too many errors. Oh, he does. No doubt about that. I Who think, else is out? Oh, well, Lynott, I think, is a little bit unlucky. Yeah, unlu probably unlucky. But uh, I guess they're in the, at, at the point of the season where they have to do something. Yep. I mean, I... I hope I'm wrong being a Port supporter, but I, I cannot see them making the We do up. have a few. No, I don't either. Uh, we do have a few good ins. We've got uh, Ollie Wines coming back in, obviously, and Ebert's back in. So, I mean, that's... And Charlie as well. And I mean, big Charlie. The, the big question you've got is not so much with the first two, but uh, Charlie, after so long mm. out... Um, you know, I mean, he looked okay in the sandfall. Different comp. In, well, you know, it's very, chalk and cheese. You know, <laughs> standing a guy like you or me in the sandfall and uh, he's going to come up against, you know, somebody decent at Geelong, yeah. isn't he? Well, he certainly is. And so. uh, and I, I, I've always speculated, as you well know, that part of Charlie's problem seemingly is that he finds it very hard to mark the ball. But it, I'm not sure whether that is the real problem or, as we've hinted at before, mm, the it's the it's poor midfield yep. who just bomb the thing yep. in rather than delivering it, sort of lace out to the forwards. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on some of those, well, so-called passes that he gets, I tell well, you. As we've said, you know, I mean, even even the good players like Ollie Wines mm. um, and uh, so forth, they, they're, and Bokey, Bokey's getting kick a million too high. Kicks. So what, he's eight foot tall, Charlie. He's not going to mark everything that comes in high, is But he? it's a lot better if you're running into yep. an empty space and, and getting the ball. out and it hits That's you on that chest. And yeah. unfortunately, both Ollie Wines and Bokey are not the best deliverers no, of the ball. I agree. 
I can't. And, and Power Pepper, of, we've well, already discussed. Yeah, so, so there's, I think yep. there's your big problem. They're not getting, you can't expect to get silver service all the time, but you've got to get some degree of service because it makes life very hard. I because, mean, our disposal all over oh, is just yeah, atrocious. Yeah. It's simple as that. And, you know, the way that defence has become so significant in the game now, if the ball is a contest, mm. then you've, under instructions, your backmen are just there to fist the ball. Yeah. So. So it doesn't give even a bloke of Charlie's stature an even no. chance. No. So, uh, all right, we'll quickly we'll just quickly run through the local footy. Yes, this we week. will. Um, we'll run out of yeah, time. Yeah, we are just about out of time. We've got Williston and Tanunda. Williston and Tanunda. They have put a large increase. Oh, in not the again. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that worries me about uh, Williston and Tanunda is that. Of all the grounds, and I'm not sure how old the kids are who do the scoreboard, but yeah, Williston must don't. have the worst scoreboard attendance yep. ever. I don't think I've ever attended a game there where they've got close to the right <laughs> scores. But you anyway, see him mucking around on there. And, yeah, but that won't matter what the score it is. Matter. I yeah, think it's going to be a big one I think down the be, bottom on Tanunda. I think so, so we'll both pick Tanunda. Yep. Angerston and South? Well, it all depends whether South turn up. Well, they very rarely turn Anguston. up for a whole game. It's got to be Ango. Anguston for me. This is probably the match of the round, Brosser and Freeling. Well, that is. Gee whiz, that is a toughie. Um, I haven't seen Barossa this year, uh, just by the luck of the draw or unlucky draw. I'm going to go for Freeling, though. I'm going to go for Freeling, too. I don't think Barossa... Are, they're just off the boil a little bit, I think, this year. Yeah. They've beaten some good sides, but... Lost to some ordinary ones. Yep. And then the last one I think you're covering the game uh, this week, Rick, is uh, Central versus Kapunda. It is indeed. Now, we, we it really is uh, a game uh, of uh, equality, I guess, because they're both the, near the bottom of the ladder. I've got a feeling I'm going to make a radical call here, despite the fact that the Gawler Central Tigers have not won a game I'm going to suggest they are going to win their first game of the season and knock over Kapunda. Well, I'm going with Kapunda, but I'll, I wouldn't say it's such a out of chance uh, situation. I think Central are up certainly more than 50-50 yeah. chance of winning this one. And uh, but I'm going to go with Kapunda, well, the Bombers. I, yeah, so. yeah. Well, fair enough. And um, so, well, we've got a difference of one there. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen a fair bit of Gawler Central, and they are a bit Port Adelaide-ish, actually, in that they, they've played a couple of amazingly good quarters, but they can't string a game together. Yeah. Um, and maybe against Kapunda they might not have to, but <laughs> time will tell. So well, there will. you go. Well, I think we've run out of time. We have. So until next week, this is Rick. And this is Phil. <laughs>